For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works in social media. Today, I've got an amazing show for you. I'm going to be joined by Amy Porterfield, and we're going to talk about perhaps one of the most sophisticated marketing launch strategies that I've ever heard. I think if you have anything that you're going to sell, you've got a lot to learn from today's interview because Amy does it kind of to the extreme. And even if you just take little bits from some of the things that she does, I really feel like you could radically improve the marketing for any of your products or services. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Amy Porterfield. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by the one and only Amy Porterfield. If you don't know who Amy is, you got to know Amy. She's host of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Her course is called Digital Course Academy, and her newest book is called Two Weeks Notice. The subtitle is Find the Courage to Quit Your Job, Make More Money, Work Where You Want, and Change the World. Awesome subtitle there. Amy, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Good, my friend. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm super excited to have you here. Today, Amy and I are going to explore her marketing launch strategy. And let me tell you, there's a crazy strategy that she does whenever she launches anything. But before we go there, let's talk about this brand new labor of love that you produced called Two Weeks Notice. Why in the world did you decide that you wanted to write another book? And I say it's another book, and I know you say it's your first book, but like, why did you decide to go down that dangerous, painful process yet again? Okay, so Mike always says it's my second book. And I say, I don't count my dummies book. I had a Facebook marketing all-in-one for dummies book with two co-authors who were wonderful women. And, but I never marketed that book. I had no idea went into what went into a book launch. So if I did, I don't know if I would do this again. Like this is one of the most difficult things I've done, but incredibly rewarding. And I know my book is going to change lives. So I'm just sticking with it and writing out all the feelings of, holy cow, this is very vulnerable. But I decided to write this book because 14 years ago, I left my nine to five job and ventured out into entrepreneurship and was very, very confused. Didn't know what to do or how to do it. For the record, I remember those days. Okay, you were absolutely there. So this is a special interview because there's very few people that I've talked to that were literally in my life the day I left my job and you were. So 
we have to give a quick backstory. Mike did a white paper for Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins was the last nine to five job that I had. I was there for about six and a half years as the content director. And I got to work on the white paper with Mike. And that's how we became friends. And then Mike said, I'm starting this thing called Social Media Examiner. I haven't I haven't launched it yet, but if you are going to go out on your own, I could use a little help with the community and, and building that community. And he literally was the first person that employed me as a contractor when I went out on my own. So you were very much there. And I remember how nervous you were. Terrified. But now you have a whole story to tell, which is amazing. So let's get back to the book. So you decided to write this book. You were talking about I don't remember where you were because you've taken us back into the time machine now. So, <laughs> so why, why did you decide to write this book? So I wrote this book because when I went out on my own, I didn't know what to do. And I was very confused from mindset of an entrepreneur to actual strategies to build a solid foundation for an online business. There's absolutely things you need to do to get started and to really propel yourself into success. And I wanted to map out exactly how to do it. I looked around in the marketplace. Very few books will take you from step-by-step step what you need to do to start that foundation, but also very few are maybe non-existent written by women who have been entrepreneurs with success. So today I have a multi-million dollar business. I have digital courses and a membership and a thriving business, but never did I imagine that would happen. And it was very rocky in the beginning. So I think I can make it less rocky for a lot of people just starting out. So that's why I wrote the book. First, let me just tell you that I am extremely impressed with what you have built. Thank you, my friend. To know the Amy Porterfield that I first met on Twitter, I think through Mari Smith, if I'm not mistaken, I yep. think she was the one that introduced us together. And to now have the conversation with this new, evolved, improved <laughs> version of Amy is absolutely amazing. And my guess is you probably couldn't have imagined what was ahead for you, just like people can't imagine what's ahead for them. And that's why this book is there for them, right? Because there's somebody out there who's the next Amy Porterfield and hopefully will read your book and get inspired to become something bigger than they thought they could. Is that fair? Exactly why I wrote it. Exactly. So, okay. What I love about you, Amy, is you are a marketer and an entrepreneur and you always employ amazing techniques and strategies. So in light of your book launch, we're going to be throughout the rest of this interview, Amy has agreed to kind of break down how she's been promoting the book and how this launch strategy is being used to promote something that is extremely difficult to sell. And I think Amy would attest that selling a book that's like $25 is much harder than selling a course that's $2,000. Amen, friends. Amen. <laughs> but as you're listening to what we're talking about today, this strategy is applicable to almost any service or product launch that you're doing, correct? Is that fair to say? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about like your strategy that you used to kind of pre-launch, if you will, the book. So what I decided to do was to put together a four-phased launch, a pre-launch of my book, because what I learned early on is pre-sales are everything to an author, not just to make the New York Times list, but to also tell these retailers, hey, this book is important. Put it in your store. Make sure you order your copies. And so I realized early on pre-orders were a big deal. So I decided I'm going to do everything I can to have a really healthy pre-sale strategy. And it's four phases and I break it down from, I started in October, my book comes out February 21st. So these phases are within that time frame. What I like about the concept of a pre-launch is that this doesn't just have to be for a book. Oh no. This could be for a course. This could be for a software 
product that you're going to be launching. This could be for anything that you plan to produce, because the truth of the matter is it's a lot of work to write a book, but you know, you could essentially pre-sell almost anything and then create the product. You know, this is a strategy that I think is really fascinating. The idea that people are waiting in anticipation of this moment when this thing actually lands. All right, let's start with, before we get into the phases, like if people follow this strategy, we're going to break down all the phases, but if they follow this strategy, what is the outcome? What are the benefits that that you think will come if people listen all the way to the end and, and, and begin employing some of these techniques? Number one, to have a really healthy pre-sell result, which your publishers and your agents are all looking for that. They've given you, if you went through a traditional publisher, they gave you an advance and there is a little pressure with that. So you really want to show up like you promised to show up. But I think more than that is that the buzz starts going. People start talking about your book. You start popping up everywhere during these different phases. And you also start to get on Amazon's list and Barnes and Noble's list. So that that organic type of marketing starts to happen. So it's a huge awareness time as well as I'm looking for numbers. I'm looking for thousands of sales during this pre-launch period. Yeah, this is really important because we're recording this in early 2023. It should be coming out right around when your book launches. And it's getting harder and harder to create excitement and to create buzz because we're working against systems that are designed to repress that. You understand what I mean by that? Like on the social platforms, it's really hard to talk about anything that even smells a little bit like promotion because then it's going to be all right, it's clamped down organically, right? You got to pay for that. On email, sometimes if you get too active with your promotions, you're going to end up, the algorithms are going to repress your message and they're going to stick it into the spam or promotions filter, right? So like it's harder now to do this than it was a decade ago. And yet it's still really important because it's a fundamental principle, right? If you can get people to anticipate something that they really, really want, then they'll start sharing it with other people, right? And that word of mouth marketing is unstoppable, which I think is so awesome. One of the things with pre-sell that I learned early on is that people don't want to pre-order a book. Unless they're my friends, they're just going to wait till the book comes out. Like, what's the point? Why do I need to pre-order? I'll wait till your pub week. And so the phases are to incentivize people to order early because there's really no benefit for them except for the fact that if I give them bonuses, then it is an incentive. So all phases are bonuses. Okay. I love that. So let's start with the very first phase. And you said you started this in October. So this is uh, October, November, December, January. So it's like a five-month promo almost, huh? Yes, it's long. But I will tell you that my pre-launch strategy for this book is very rooted in what I do with my digital course launches. And so I want to start by saying, I decided to do what I did best. I do masterclasses and webinars best. I do email marketing best beyond anything else I do. So I really looked inward and thought, where are my strengths? Not just me, but my team. What do we do really well? Would that translate into selling books? I wasn't positive, but I talked to a lot of friends. I saw what they did. I did my research and I thought, okay, this could work. So when you hear my four phases, if one of them doesn't resonate with you because you think, oh, I would never do that, find something that works in your business that could translate into a really great mechanism to sell a book if you've used it with a course or an app or a membership or whatever. But this is what's worked really well for me based on my strengths and what I've seen work well in the marketplace. So phase one, I started out with a masterclass. 
And the masterclass was how to know if you're ready to start a side hustle. My book is not about side hustles. It's about building a business online, but it could easily translate into a side hustle if you don't want to go for a full-time thing. But I wanted to start where their head was. It's a big leap from a nine to five job to starting your own business. But if you have a side hustle during that transition, it's easier to actually go full-fledged with your business. Real quick on this side hustle strategy thing. Let's break down like your audience because- I think you hit on something, right? Like, you know who your audience is. And obviously there's a large audience there and not all of them are actually entrepreneurs, right? So why did you choose that particular topic? Is it because you knew there was going to be a lot of interest in it and you could convert them in the webinar? What was the thinking behind that? I'm just curious. I created this framework called the invisible bridge. I do this with all my content and I teach my students this, where when you want someone to buy something, they're likely going to need to cross an invisible bridge to get ready to buy. Meaning while they're crossing it, they're making decisions, they're having new understanding, they're changing their mindset. Maybe they're doing different things to the point that they are like, oh yes, okay, I get it, I understand it. I need this product that you're selling. So when I do that with digital courses, how to come up with an idea for a digital course. How might it work in your business? They're making these little decisions and then they're saying, I want a digital course, teach me how, Amy. So I knew that worked for the other side of my business. So I deployed that with this as well. And I knew that right now they're thinking, how could I take a baby step? How might I start this while I'm still in my nine to five job? Amy, I'm scared to actually leave my nine to five job right now, but what can I do to move me closer to eventually leaving? I met them where they're at with the side hustle. Okay. So you did this, what you call a masterclass, which is really a webinar, right? And tell us a little bit more about what the objective was. It was free. You mentioned, right? Yes. So it was a free masterclass, how to know if you're ready for a side hustle, meeting them right where they're at. In the masterclass, I teach how to know with five different ways to know if you're ready. And then I created a brand new start from, or from scratch digital course, and it's called the side hustle starter kit. And it's five modules of how to get started with the side hustle in 30 days or less. It comes with a guidebook and these five videos. I put it into a members area. Like I made it a full digital course, like I would do anything else, except it's just a starter one. It's a shorter, of course. And I gave it a value of 297. I told myself, if I ever sell this, I would sell it for 297. On the masterclass, I sold it. I, I taught. And then I went right into selling like you would do any webinar. And I said, if you're ready to start a side hustle, if you just decided you're going to do this, let me tell you about my new program, Side Hustle Starter Kit. Here's what's involved. Here's what you get. Here's what you can expect. It's valued at $297. However, you only need to pay $27. And you don't need to pay it to me. You just need to pre-order my upcoming book, Two Weeks Notice. And then I go on to tell them why I want them to pre-order, how it fits into their, their life right now. If they want to side hustle, the book is a, a great complement to that. And then tell them exactly how to do it, where they go to a site, put in their order number. I send them access to the digital course. And so that's exactly how I did it. You couldn't buy my course anywhere else. You just can pre-order my book. And so that's what I did in October. And it converted at 48%. Okay, that's nuts. So first of all, what I love about this is... You did a webinar and that's a lot of work, a masterclass, right? A lot of work. And you created a course, right? And presumably that course was ready immediately. Yes. So that had to be all done before you actually did the masterclass, right? So, but if anybody knows how to do courses, it's you, Amy. So it makes sense. And the normal price was $249 approximately. 
you can get it for $27, which is like 95% off. All you got to do is go to Amazon, buy the book, fill out this form, and we'll email you access to the thing, right? Yes. And did you explain to them what's in it for Amy or was it all about what's in it for them? No, I did. I thought, you know, I need to explain why pre-orders matter because here was the tricky part. My book wasn't coming out till February 21st. This is October. Right. And so that seems very far away. So I knew I had that challenge there. So I was up front. I literally had a slide why pre-sales matter to an author. And a lot of these people were in my audience. They loved me. They supported me. And so I was honest with them. And I said, here's why I want you to pre-order. And I explained the reasons why it's important to an author. And then from there, I went back to what's in it for them. So I, I was very upfront about why this mattered. What was your objective with that webinar? Did you, um, like how many people showed up and just out of curiosity, like 48% conversion rate is nuts. Right? So we had 13,500 people sign up for my masterclass. And some people listening, they're like, whoa, I could never get that many if you're just starting. That was all organic marketing too? No, no, no. I always run ads. Oh, okay. So we definitely put some money into this. And I also, here was the tricky part, Mike. I needed a new audience. I have an audience of people that have started businesses. I've taught them how to start businesses. They have digital course businesses. So I knew my entire audience wasn't a perfect fit for this book. Some of them were, but a lot of them weren't. And I wrote the book to expand my audience, to become more mainstream with my messaging. So I needed a colder audience to be introduced to this. So we spent money on a colder audience. So 13,500 people actually signed up. But the challenge was we only had a show up rate of 18%, which is very low for us. But we weren't surprised because it was a colder audience. And we knew this was something that we didn't typically go after a colder audience. So that's like 2,400 people approximately showed up. Yeah. So our show up rate wasn't great, but the conversion rate was great. When I do webinars, I convert on the webinar, but I have a really strong email campaign afterwards. And so anybody who didn't buy on the webinar, we followed up with a seven day campaign, reminding them that bonuses will expire. This opportunity will expire by this date. And so the email marketing helped immensely as well. So I think we had about 2,600 people buy the book. And here's what was also tricky. That's crazy. We said, you have to buy the hard copy of the book. And that was a little tricky as well. That was a little risky for me to do. Wait, because does that mean they have multiple variations you can buy, even though the book's not Kindle. out yet? Oh, the Kindle yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got it. My Audible is not even available at the time that we're together right now. It's not even available yet. I guess it's a publisher decision there, but Kindle was $12.99. So I had to say hard copy, which no one pushed back. It was totally fine. So essentially that was the first launch with a due date. It was like they had seven days to take me up on this offer if they didn't take me up on the masterclass. Okay. First of all, congratulations on advanced selling literally thousands of books with one masterclass. I mean, yeah. for most people that would be enough, but not for Amy Porterfield. <laughs> no, now, no, no. Now real quick, just on the paid acquisition side, I would imagine you must've spent more on ads than what you got in book sales. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I have to preface all this with, I got a very healthy book advance and I plan to put a couple hundred thousand dollars into this launch. Right. And I primarily put that money into ads with all these different strategies we've used. Yeah. And for anyone who's listening that doesn't have that kind of money to spend, it doesn't mean you can't use this exact same strategy. True. You're just going to be targeting perhaps an audience that you already own instead of an audience that is owned by Facebook or Google, right? Yes. 
And most people write books for their audience. Like this was a little tricky where I wrote a book that it's not necessarily for the audience I already have. So I knew I was going to have to spend money. Well, and no matter how you slice it, you picked up thousands of new email addresses for your list. Yes. Right? Yes. True. Phase one is the free masterclass. And essentially the offer is the book, but it's the book which gets you the course. So it's not really the book they're buying, it's the course they're buying, but they're getting the course when they buy the book, which is ridiculously creative. Okay, did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Phase two, what's phase two? So we expired that offer, that bonus went away. And I just want to say this whole time, we have a page called twoweeksnoticebook.com where the bonuses are cycling through. So at any time when you come, the bonuses might be different. And so the phase two was we have created a two weeks notice virtual experience. And it's a virtual event on the Saturday after my book comes out. And I invited two of my friends that are very much perfect fit for my audience. They have an audience that would be perfect for my book. They're very well known in my world. Jenna Kutcher, Jasmine Starr, they're very good friends. And so they have agreed to be on stage with me February 25th when I do this. And we did a virtual event. We put it together, have an actual full landing page all about the event. And we did a VIP ticket. So the VIP ticket meant you got a whole action book for my book, like we put a, a journal essentially together uh, where you actually do all the exercises I put in the book. So you've got this downloadable journal and then you also get a Q&A with me after the event, like directly after. So they got some perks with this VIP ticket and it's free, but you have to pre-order the book. So this was all through ads in email marketing and social media. Okay, so the virtual event, is it exclusively for your email list or is it for anyone? And then what's the VIP part of it? Help explain that. Is it free for everyone? And then if you get the the book, then you get the special VIP service. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Great question. So if you buy during a period of time, and this was the first time we announced the event. So we came out with VIP tickets and we said, you have an opportunity to get a VIP ticket to my virtual event. It will expire, let's say in two weeks. I think we went longer with that promo. And if you get a VIP ticket, you get the Q&A with me, you get the guidebook. Those are things that will go away. So the virtual event is going to be for anyone who buys the book, but VIP was a limited time bonus. Okay. So no matter what, this event is only for people that buy the book. That's the key part is what I'm hearing you say, right? Exactly. And I want to bring something up. I've had friends that have done an event on pub day and anybody could come. And then if you come to this event, you would promote your book at the event. And some of my friends who have done that said, it's a risky move because if something goes wrong on that pub day, you are not getting those sales. If technology goes down, if something implodes or whatever. So I got a lot of advice to do the event after pub date, have them buy the book to get a ticket to the event versus sell the book at the event. So I got a lot of feedback about that. Okay. I love the concept here because again, you're promoting a special event with you and Jasmine and Jenna who have all been on this show and all spoken, including yourself at social media marketing world in the past, they're all amazing women. And this event is online. So 
Is it like three hours of content approximately or what's the makeup of it? Yeah, I think it's three or four hours of, of content and I'll do two different sessions and I teach like I hate fluff. So I'll be up there teaching a strategy, putting, um, I think one of the things I'm going to do is an action plan for, okay, wherever you are right now, here's how to put an action plan to get this up and running. So I'll take some elements from the book, go a little bit beyond the book. So I'll be teaching some strategy. Jenna's likely going to teach how to not get into hustle mode when you're just starting your business, which most people do. Jasmine's going to teach how to show up on camera, how to do social media when you're too afraid to put yourself out there. I know my audience well. I know what's stopping them from actually starting a business. So I pulled all those challenges and objections and I asked my friends, can you speak on this? You're perfect for this. So there's a reason I, I chose them because of that. So we're going to be teaching on stage. And we also have this fun thing where all of us are the breadwinners of our family. So Jasmine, Jenna, and I all are breadwinners, meaning my husband's retired. JD, Jasmine's husband, works in the business. And then Drew is a stay-at-home dad for Jenna. She has two little ones. So we're getting our husbands up there because my audience is not just women, but it's a majority of women. And the husbands are going to get up there talking about how to support an entrepreneurial wife. And I think it's going to go really well. We've never done that before. And I'm going to be asking them the questions. So we wanted to make it fun and different. And that's one of the ways we're going to do it. So the VIP upgrade, how much was that ticket? And how many of those, just out of curiosity, how did this go? And is it still in progress? So the VIP is done. And I can't remember what we valued it at. Oh, actually, I do know. $397. So that one is done. And that one was about 1,200 hard copy sales. Now it gets a little bit tricky because you could just buy the book because you see it on Amazon. And I don't know if you bought because of VIP or not. So we have to just do opt-ins because you have to opt-in once you buy the book. So we're going off the opt-ins, but that one was around 1,200. So just to be clear, anybody who buys the book gets the free access to the virtual event. And if they pay the $397, they get the VIP? No? No, you're not paying. You're just pre-ordering at a specific time. So, oh, so does that mean all tickets are VIP? No, just during this period of time. It's like two-week period of time. My phase two is VIP tickets and then VIP expires. So those little extra perks go away. But the ticket is free when you buy my book. Oh, I see. So everybody who buys the book gets into the virtual experience. But the promotion is that if you buy during this window of time, you get this $397 value. And that added 1,200 hard copy books is what you're saying, right? It did, yes. And then as people buy the book, I would imagine somehow this is just one of the general perks is what I'm hearing you say, but you had this VIP upsell during this little window, which was what you really actively promoted. And was that in November or something like that? That was in November and December. Okay, cool. We kind of bled into December. And we let it go a little bit longer because one of the reasons I started promoting so early is I knew I'd be competing against Christmas and holiday and people taking off. So we went kind of quiet end of December and we didn't see a lot of book sales throughout. That's the crazy thing with book launches, pre-selling. If you're not doing something, they're not flying off the shelves. And so uh, we didn't get a lot of uh, sales near the end of December. And then we started up again in January. Okay. Phase one, free masterclass, and you get access to a course if you buy the book. Phase two is this virtual event with a exclusive window of time where you can get VIP special perks with this event. These two things alone will probably move more books than what most authors would ever do. 
But wait, there's more. Amy is not done. So what's phase three? <laughs> so phase three um, happened when I was with a few friends at dinner and I was talking to them about what was working, but I didn't know what to do in January. And um, two of my friends, Jasmine Starr and Brendan Bouchard said, do it again. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Do it again. Bring back the masterclass. If that works so well in October, bring it back in January. What's new you, new year, kind of, kind of vibe. And so I loved this because in my business, I do the same thing over and over again. And I really preach that. So I can't believe I missed it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. So we took the masterclass, kind of gave it a little bit of a facelift, meaning we didn't change the title or the content, but maybe a little bit of the marketing to make it a little bit like, here's the year that you're going to create your side hustle. Let's look at those goals. Let's make this happen. So we changed a little of the email copy, social copy, but that's all. And uh, at the time of this recording, I just finished my third and final live masterclass. So the goal was 6,000 people. We wanted 6,000 people to sign up for this. Wait, was that the January goal or was that the entire promotion for the book? January goal, 6,000 wow. people. Okay. Yes. Because in not sales, just people to show up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it. Because okay. you had about 2,500 last. Yes. And so in October, we had 13,500. And I had this limiting belief, well, I've already done this masterclass. So I'm not going to get tons more people to sign up for it. So let's take the goal down. Let's be realistic. Let's try to get 6,000 people to show up for it. And we had 17,000 people sign up for this masterclass. I say this to tell people, don't just think because you've done it before, you can't do it bigger later. Especially, I think January is a really powerful time for masterclasses when it has something to do with people starting over, making themselves better, going after goals. So we had 17,000 people sign up for three masterclasses. I did two Tuesday, one on Wednesday, and they converted between 36% and 50%. The one I just did converted at 50%. And the show up rate was anywhere between 18% and 25%. So I feel like my show up rate is lower than I normally see, but that happens with a colder audience. I'm not totally surprised, but it was amazing. So at this point, we've sold in the last two days, 1,700 hard copies of my book. And we have seven days of an email sequence for anyone who didn't show up, needs to watch the replay, didn't buy yet. But let me tell you, Mike, I'm on these webinars selling like a $25,000 mastermind. Like, I am selling. And you're you're like, people, this is only $27, right? I, I just never knew it would be difficult. But I have to remember that I'm selling something that scares people sometimes. Like two weeks notice, you want me to quit my job and, and do be my own boss when I've never done that? It, there's a lot of fear that comes up with it. So I finally just gave in and I said, I don't care how much this is. If they need me to help them understand how to fit this in their lives and they need my advice and guidance, I'm here. So I, I did two hour webinars, did lots of Q&A at the end. I treated it as though it was a very expensive product. And I think that changed everything. This is really, really fascinating. A couple things I want to like key in on the idea that once we do something successful, a lot of times marketers think we have to we have to wait like six months to a year before we do it again, because we have this false mindset that our audience was paying as much attention to it as we were paying attention to it. And 
Therefore, it essentially has already been spent. We've used up that that message. We cannot use that message again. People are going to see it. They're not going to like it. They're going to hate us. Da, 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 da. Well, and it turns out it's totally not true. We did the exact same thing with Social Media Marketing World. We had run a sale on Black Friday and we ran the same exact sale between Christmas and New Year's altered the language just a little bit and just crushed it with our sales. I love that. And there is a philosophy that I teach internally inside of Social Media Examiner that you and I talked a little bit about when we were prepping for this interview. It's the concept of axes and crossbows. So I explained to my team that we are brilliant at the use of axes. An axe can be used to chop down a tree. It can be used to whittle little tools. You can throw it. You can do all sorts of things with an axe. But a lot of times we think we need crossbows because everybody else we know is using crossbows, yet we don't know the damnedest thing about crossbows, right? So we can pick up a crossbow and completely miss the target and get distracted when we've got this amazing tool called an axe, right? And in our case, our axes are our email marketing and our content creation, right? And in your case, it's your email marketing and your masterclasses, right? And the idea that we could use it over and over again and slightly change the language is just like, what? I thought we have to reinvent the wheel every time. Do you have any thoughts on that? I firmly believe, I, this is literally how I run my business. When you when you shared with me the axes and crossbows, I didn't see it that way. And then I realized, oh, that's exactly what we do. And that comes back to, let's say someone's listening and they want to create a campaign to sell anything. What are you good at? Where do you always hit the mark? What could you do like in your sleep? Everyone gets to that point when they've been in business for a while. Do more of what's working and re-envision it or give it a, a new, breathe new life into it with other things that you want to do in your business. That's exactly what we've done in ours. Well, and what's crazy is there's always room for improvement right? Mm. You can always work on your delivery and your masterclass. You can always work on your email sequences. You can always work on your follow-up. I mean, all these little things, there's continuous room for improvement. And if we're not focused on the things that are actually moving the needle, then we're going to be focused on things that aren't moving the needle. And it's going to cost us precious resources, time and money, right? And this is what I love about phase three is it's like, take what works and do it again. It's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. It's true. And I will say a little tip for those who really want to launch a book. What was interesting is I think this one will do much better than my October one. I'm closer to my pub date. I think that makes a difference. And I have the book and I got to hold it up and turn it around and say, okay, in chapter three, like when I was doing Q&A people would ask me things that related to the book. I think like the physicalness of it and being closer to the pub date. The soon, the closer I get to the pub date, I think the easier this is all going to get. Well, and your energy level is probably amping up too, because yeah. you've already got thousands of people who have already committed to this, right? And amazing. All right. There's, there's more. Okay. There's more. Phase four. What's phase four? So the final big bonus that I created comes out about two weeks from now, and it's called Off the Record Sessions. And I got to give Jenna Kutcher uh, credit for this because she gave me the idea. She did something similar where I interviewed some of my entrepreneurial friends that my audience knows well and really looks up to. So Jenna Kutcher, Brendan Bruchard, Brooke Castillo, Stu McLaren, and Nicole Walters. These are people that my audience knows well and follow. 
And I had off the cuff kind of conversations with them where I talked about their entrepreneurial journey. Stu started his business in the basement of his parents' house. We talked about what that looked like, how to make the journey, what the feelings were so that they could really see that the people they admired and loved started out just like they did. And so we did 30 minute calls on Zoom and I packaged it all up, put it on a member site. So like I go legit. I want my my bonuses to feel really meaty. So we put it in a member site. And then the goal is that the people I chose, they're going to mail for me. So Jenna will send an email out saying, I'm included in Amy's bonus. All you have to do is pre-order her book. And then you'll hear me talk about XYZ. So we create images and copy for my experts so they don't have to do the work, which was a lot of work on our end. There's no guarantee they will mail. So even though my friends, I know some will kind of fall out and it won't work as I wanted, but the bonus is still really good and I will be promoting it. And we'll run ads to it, we'll email, and we'll put it on social. But it's a limited time. It's about a two-week period that you can get the -the off-the-record sessions, and then they're gone. Okay, so let's break it down. You, Jenna, and Jasmine, was Jasmine part of this one as well? No, she wasn't a part of it. Okay, so Jenna, and then you had two other people? Uh, Brooke Castillo and Nicole Walters, Stu McLaren, and Brendan Bouchard. So five people total. Got it. Okay, so how did you decide who to do this with? And what was your thinking? Because I love the idea that you're strategically leveraging relationships, presumably that you already have with these people, uh, creating content that you know your audience is going to be interested in. But the hope is that at least one or two of them take you up on the promotional side of it. So help us with the mindset of how to choose someone to do these kinds of strategic partnerships. So I feel kind of weird saying this, but it's the truth. And when you're going to do something like this, you want to invite people that have big audiences because if they're going to mail for you, it's going to make a huge splash. The minute Jenna mails for me, I know I'm going to see a spike in sales. Her audience loves her and she has a really big audience. And so I wanted to find someone who's fully aligned with my message, had an audience that would want to buy the book and had a big enough audience so that when they do mail, it really does make a big difference because I put tons of effort into this product. So did my team. So I wanted it to be worth it. And so those are basically that kind of the criteria that I looked at. And I asked them in advance, would you be willing to mail? And all of them said yes. That is basically how I came up, came up with these experts. And I have to tell you, I don't like asking for favors. One of the things I've noticed in this book launch is I've had to ask for so many favors from people. It's not my most favorite thing, but I keep coming back to, I know this book will change lives. I know it will. It's worth me feeling a little cringy when I have to ask for all the favors. It is a big ask to ask someone to email their list, right? It is huge. Right. Cause everybody asks probably everyone who has a big list, would you do this? Right. And at social media examiner, I don't do that by design, just because if I did it for one friend, I'd have to do it for all friends. And it's like, it's a massive ask, but at the same time, when someone co-creates something with you, which is what you've done here, right? Yes. I think that's part of what makes it easy for them to possibly consider promoting this, right? It's so true. And Almost everyone I asked, I've mailed for them. I mailed for Jenna's book. I promoted Stu's product. I've had Brooke and and Nicole on the podcast, and I've spoken at Brendan Bouchard's events. So I knew that I had given before I had asked for anything, and that was important to me. So the distribution of this particular bonus is the last in the phase, right? And this is the special exclusive content. Can you kind of help Everyone understand, like, are all these things just little windows that open and close? They are. So we have a a calendar. We'll say, okay, this new promotion, we just announced it and we'll give it 
a week or two weeks, whatever we feel is appropriate. And because this is a longer launch, it's usually two weeks. It's not the traditional cart open, cart close, and it goes by really fast. This is a longer play. And we also kind of look at when did we end the last promotion? We need a tiny little breather, but it's a lot of promotion. We are constantly in their face for, we ramp up in January and February. We weren't as aggressive in October, November, December, but we are in January and February by design. And so, yeah, each of these pockets of time. And then uh, real quick, the final phase would be that it's just when you buy the book, you get a general admission ticket. We don't call it that to my exclusive uh, virtual event. So that's when the event talk comes back in, but no longer VIP because we wanted to make sure we had a bonus. Even if you bought it during pub week, we still wanted to give you something exciting and fun to take advantage of. So we save the general admission ticket for the very end. And that will go through pub week till the event. Now there are some marketers listening right now that are like, holy cow, this is a serious amount of work. Now I understand what you said at the beginning of this interview about how much work it is. What's the goal to pre-sell how many books? In an ideal world, I've never shared this anywhere. So here we go. In an ideal world, I would like 10,000 pre-sales. Do you feel like you're going to get it? I don't know. I don't know. I think right now we're sitting probably at 7,000. And so I've got a ways to go, but I have a little less than a month at the time of this recording. And then we're hoping that momentum really picks up. Everyone tells me the week before sales really pick up because it's so close to pub date. And as you know, I have some other things that most people promoting a book do. So I did all of those things. My goal was to be on a hundred podcasts. I think right now we have 85 scheduled. I'm one of them. You're one of them. But what I, I got to give you credit, you've done something different than all of them where I haven't talked about any of this on any of the podcasts because Mike always finds a way to be unique. And I love that. So we're doing about 85 to hundred podcasts. I have a street launch team of a thousand people that they're only my students who've taken my courses. They all got advanced copies. They're all promoting on their, their social. If they love the book, they're going to write a review. So we've got this street launch team. And then of course we are using social media. So that's a big piece of this as well. And I have a PR team. And so we're hoping to get some really great PR. We haven't gotten tons and tons of PR yet, but I'm hoping for some big splashes with that. This has got to be the most sophisticated launch you've ever done for anything. It, it's intense. And here's the thing, Mike, when I set out to write this book and because I'm more established, I have a team of 20 full-time employees across the U.S. that have helped with this. When I decided I'm going to do this, I, I didn't do this five years ago because I wasn't ready for this. I knew I was going big or I wasn't doing it at all. And so I, I took it really serious and I don't do anything unless I go all in. So here I am. Amy, there are some people who definitely want to track the amazing things that you're doing. So first thing we want to ask, obviously, is where can people go to support you to get the book? This is going to be launching, I think, literally during their launch week. So yeah. do you want to just go right to Amazon or where do you want to send them? I would love for you to go anywhere where you buy books. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target.com. Speaking from an author, the more I mix it up and it doesn't all come from Amazon, the better. So if you've got another way to get the book and you're good with that, buy it somewhere else. But I've got a bonus. And depending on when you buy, I will have a bonus. So twoweeksnoticebook.com. So come back there, twoweeksnoticebook.com and sign up to get one of my bonuses to help you build your business. 
Amy, first of all, thank you for coming on and sharing things with me that you have not shared with the rest of the world. I know that a lot of people are going to absolutely hear this. Tens of thousands of people are going to hear this. And hopefully some of them are going to go check out the amazing stuff that you've got going on. Your podcast, where can they find that? Online Marketing Made Easy. And I have to tell everyone, Mike came up with that name in 2013. So Online Marketing Made Easy, which has been an amazing blessing to my business. So that's where you can get all the free advice for business building, webinars, list building, and everything in between. And then if people want to just go on the socials and like give you a little love, do you have a preferred platform and, and where do they find you? Instagram. And I'm just at Amy Porterfield. Send me a DM. We're very active in our DMs. So at Amy Porterfield on Instagram. Amy Porterfield extraordinaire marketer launch queen crazy i don't even have the right words thank you so much for sharing today this has been absolutely amazing thank you mike thanks for being a part of my journey before i even left my nine to five job so i really appreciate it can't wait to see where you're going next can't wait hey if you missed anything we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 551 and if you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. If you want to tag me and Amy, then just also tag Amy Porterfield, all one word. Also, I'm at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. If that's your preferred platform, let me know what you thought about today's show. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. Catch you next week. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.